Good evening, Soccer Cram. Skazius. Welcome to episode 187 of the Randos podcast. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I was going to question it, but I figured I'd, I'd break it. I'd yeah, break it this time and go, yeah, definitely uh, 187. Yeah. yeah, to be honest, I was waiting for that. And then you didn't do it. I was like, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> like, I've, I've roll not, credits podcast <laughs> over. Yeah. I've not I've not calculated this eventuality. <laughs> oh my if god. I, if actually... I was a machine learning AI, I'd have fucked up now. <laughs> it's at that moment he realized. <laughs> yeah. He fucked he up. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I feel that's one of the best intros I've got to one of our network to one of our games like it was cold open as you should go, and that moment he realized he just fucks up and you're just like I think I think it was in in green hell you're just in the middle of this dark jungle <laughs> beautiful absolutely yeah. beautiful oh, man, i want to play that game in vr is it in vr it is in vr isn't it oh uh, I, f- I don't know let's have a look i know the look forest up, is in, i know the forest is in vr which and green hell is very heavily based off the forest because i mean i could have so much fun there getting like getting bitten and <laughs> uh, it's being it's being released this year the vr version Ooh. Planned release date twenty twenty two. So well, that's awfully yeah. Uh, twenty twenty two. Oh, I wonder. So it should be out then, by logic. Sometime between now and now, <laughs> beginning of next year. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> it's almost as bad as waiting for my Steam Deck order at this point that everyone started getting angry about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that? Did I no. mention that in the last podcast? Uh. Well. Well. I can guess. Well, Valve issued an update, didn't they, on when people were going to get their Steam decks? And most people said, like, you're going to get your orders sometime after quarter two, right? And then for a lot of people, they updated and went, you are going to get your order quarter three, 2022. And loads of people started freaking out, going, you've pushed my order back. It's like, no, they gave you a more specific time frame. Because believe it or not, Q3 is after Q2, like they told you, mm. but then so is Q4. So you could have got it sometime between, you know, after Q2, after April yeah. 1st, or, you know, heat death of the universe, right? Around the same time as Half-Life 3 coming out. But now they're actually telling you you're going to get it sometime between July and October-ish? Is that Q3? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be. I can't wait. Q3 will be seven, eight, nine, won't it? So, oh, no. <laughs> dry August, September. So yeah. I can't maths. My head hurts too much already. I haven't slept in days. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just watching Green Hell VR's videos. Um, <laughs> That's gonna be so fun, Ram. We're gonna have to do it, dude. You know what we need? What we we need to get like some of those haptic vests. You know the things that help you feel in VR. Yes. And so then, then we need to play of, Green Hell. We, we get haptic vests, and ha- don't forget, most animals grab you by the leg, so we need haptic ones on the legs. So as as a, as a as a crocodile bites your leg off, <laughs> you need haptic underpants. Somebody, somebody help me quickly, please! He's me <laughs> the in a quick, there's place. something crawling up my legs. You then start punching yourself. <laughs> this haptic <laughs> is so realistic; it actually cuts off your blood circulation. If you don't get the crocodile <laughs> off in time, you will die, lose a limb. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, so much fun. And that's when you turn around and backhand someone in real life. 
VR never felt so real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember saber, saber to get it as well? We can have all, we can just go multiplayer again. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. That'd be so fucking fun. Need to get Zabra a new PC, man. We do. Or at least a new graphics card. So that or a hard drive properly. would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, so he can actually install the game first. I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, because he needs the power to play the game. He would, it would probably help if you have the space to install it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get him the graphics card, so where am I supposed to install it then? So, oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> We'd better uh, finish Vermintide 2, otherwise he's never going to play any games ever again. Yeah, we've only got two levels to go. Oh, wow. Okay. That was fun so, last time. Just saying. But we'll fun. talk about Vermintide 2 in another episode. Yes, we shall. When we finish it. So, Skaz. Now, I have to admit a fuck up here. Oh. Before Skaz talks about what he's been playing. And this Sign is my, the fashion. This is my fault. Um, we agreed in the last podcast that we were going to play Metro Exodus. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, we were going to play parts of the Metro series and Exodus. Yeah. And now, I'll admit, I didn't get very far at all. Like, I didn't even get to Exodus, so... Well, I um, said, yeah, I'll do that. And then I forgot. So <laughs> I haven't played Metro Exodus. I played something else, but I remember... So Paul Skaz is like, oh, you play Metro Exodus? No. Was I meant to? Yeah. Oh. Well, no, see, because I was going to go through the Metro series, weren't I? And I only, yeah. I only got up to... You fight the librarians. Not You don't oh. fight them, sorry. You sneak past them, which... I hate that game. I find them such interest. You know, you can stare them down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the, their pathing's broken a lot of the time. Yeah, it's a Metro game. Mate, just because it's a charm. Metro game. It's like, part of the charm. Oh, mate, you know, I, I will admit, actually, it, it does have a lot of that kind of late 90s, early 2000s, like, PC gamer jank. Yeah. Right? It what, didn't come out then, but it still has a lot of that jank. And that just brings back so many nice memories. Oh, mate. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, it was a really fun up until that point. Oh, and just as a quick note, the Linux port is broken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. So spoiler for when we actually do talk about Metro. Okay. There's a gamma adjustment at the start of the game, isn't there? Like make it so the last of the, the darkest of these three things is just barely visible. So you set barely visible, then put up a couple of notches. Well, see, barely visible on Linux is, well, you can see the brightest one. That's it. So let's just say stealthing wasn't really a thing for me. No. It really made made that dark and gritty atmosphere really, um, well, (laughs) let's just say walking through a brightly lit area required the torch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you could, mate. You couldn't change it. It was a, the the slider was broken. You'd max it out in the game. You still couldn't see anything. It was brilliant. <laughs> so you lose on the Steam Deck then? <laughs> well, well, no. But see, that's the thing. If you run the game through Proton, if you run the game through Proton, and it fires up the Windows version, that slider works. So that's what the that's probably what the Steam like most people on the Steam Deck will do. They'll just run the Windows version through Proton. Mm. But eh, you know, eh, camera adjustments, joy. <laughs> Who needs people like, seeing games? I was like, how the fuck did that guy see me? I can barely see him. And I was like, oh wait, hang on, camera adjustment. 
That's not just, as dark just, in this world as I think it is, is it? Just just think of it this way. In this in this version of Metro, Artium has got cataracts. Mate, it was beyond cataracts. Like a guy could be right in front of my face. And I'd be like, where is he? Do I stab him yet? In, in this version of Metro, Artium's walking around with a white stick. <laughs> Basically, that was it. I was like, how did he see me? <laughs> Look, that game was... Look, it's just because it was so dark. That game is way harder than I remember it. I was playing it on a Steam controller with shite gamma set, and I was like, I can't do it! Help me! <laughs> and then I put it on my PC um, a bit later and just fucking started steamrolling motherfuckers. Yeah. But it's the, uh, just quickly, Redux is very different from what I remember of the original Metro. Well, yeah, because basically the... Um, they basically... You redid the whole thing using the uh, Metro um, Last Lights um, engine. Well, you, so, you like, have the, the option got... of you have the option of choosing like sparse equipment or Last Light options, so it plays more like Last Light. Or you can have like there's the Metro twenty thirty three um, like mode where it's more about survival. It's a bit tougher, mm. but. I swear they're throwing like a hundred enemies at you, whereas in the in the original there was like five. Yeah, you didn't have many. I can't remember. Yeah, so I can't say I can't remember being horde. It wasn't like a a horde shooter. Like, apart from like the very end of last light, it was like a few moments of. It. But in general, it's like a small encounter with a few enemies. Yeah, in in, uh, in Redux, there are some sections where there's like maybe ten or twenty things just running at you, and you're like. Yeah. The fuck is this about? Like, I remember sex. Just again, last bit, and then I'll move on to the game on plan. Right? I remember there being sections in twenty thirty three where enemies would run at me, but the the AI would would do them in for me. Like, I wouldn't even have to fire a shot. In yeah, Redux, well, there's enemies running at me from everywhere. Yeah, because at one point, don't you team up with that? Um, I can't what they're called. What they're elite people called? They're really top end, not hunters. The rangers, rangers. That's him. You turn up that ranger guy, don't you? And he just like just steamrolls everything for you. Yeah, that that doesn't happen. All right, that doesn't happen in Redux. Shit gets past him all the time, and that's what really threw me. I was like, wait, what? You know, th- th- so like some of these, some of these, uh, some of these AI are basically shooting at a wall. I was like, what are we doing? And then just like you know. I was like, oh, I can, I remember maybe a handful of enemies coming through here. Enemy one, enemy two, enemy three. Shit, here comes enemy four. The the AI haven't finished killing them yet. The next enemy comes in. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. It was almost like it was almost like they knew the AI was going to carry me through, right? And so because they knew the AI was going to do a lot of the work, they threw in more enemies than the AI could handle. So, oh well. But other than that, have you been enjoying what you've been doing? Yeah, it's all right. Anyway, I'll talk about that in the Metro podcast. But yes. for uh, for the last couple of days, I've been dicking around because I've come back to the to the Linux side of things. I, I set up a, a Steam Deck analog in my business Steam machine, and I wanted to try VR on my business Steam machine. And it works. So in theory, the Steam Deck should at least be able to drive a Valve Index. I don't own a Valve Index, but 
I was running a, a somewhat higher end headset. It should be able to at least drive the headset. Good. All right. But I got to thinking, let's move the hard drive from my little business burner PC, my little Linux consoleized machine, and just hard swap it into my gaming PC. Do you think I had to do any reconfiguring or reinstalling or anything? I would not. I've, I would have thought not really. I would have been doing most because most of the same files. Maybe because it doesn't have anything else. They won't have the um, executables. Well, they won't use as music unless you're going for Proton. Well, no, but like as an example, I mean, like the the burner PC is Intel, um, Intel a tenth gen Nvidia, um, some older an older graphics chip. DDR3 RAM, completely different sound uh, sound chipsets and all that. Like every chipset on that board is completely different from the machine that it went into. So do you think it was just a straight swap? It was just to play the games. I would have thought you know we're not talking operating system here. I was talking the games, aren't we? Or no, the the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, just oh, take the, the hard thing. drive of oh, the, the operating actual... system and the games, yeah. plugging oh, it into yeah. another machine. Oh uh, right, with the OS on it as well. I'm not sure how power but it was and you're booting a Linux dish a Linux machine. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how robust Linux is for that. I would like to think it's pretty robust about to handle it with some minor some minor configuration issues, but I'd hope modern Linux would be able to handle it doing that. Or it, it, it that was gonna be a complete fuck up, one or the other. It worked flawlessly. Oh brilliant. It booted as though I had it still set up as the console I Steam machine. So it, it launched big picture and everything straight away. Just logged me in and launched Big Picture. My games were all there. They all worked. Um, everything was configured as I left it. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And I thought, for the lols, uh, let's try and play another Linux game. Because uh, we've always, I've said many a time, gone through this podcast, that when I switched to Linux for a bit of gaming a while back, when the Steam Machines and that came out, that... Uh, because of Linux's limit, limited compatibility and limited game selection, I was trying a lot of new stuff. And one of the games that got a Linux port all the way back in 2016 was uh, Tomb Raider. Do you remember the Tomb Raider reboots? Yep. Um, well, I, I got those. I, I've had them for ages and I've wanted to play them for ages. I'm not a huge Tomb Raider fan, right? I quite enjoyed... The, you know, the first two Tomb Raiders on the PlayStation 1 and the PC back in the day and the Sega Saturn. And, I mean, I played... You know how you played uh, Rainbow Six back in the day at, like, three frames a second? Yeah. I did the same thing with Tomb Raider 2. Like, it ran, like, complete ass on my PC back in the day. But we still... You know, we... we that must be fun for, we I said that must be fun for the jumping puzzles. Uh, well, you learn. <laughs> you learn. You managed to get your brain to run at 15 FPS. It's... Uh, it's pretty hardcore. But when the reboots came out, I, I wasn't I wasn't hugely interested in it, to be honest. It was a time of reboots. I was like, do I really want to have a, a you know a, a reboot? Do I really want to go through a reboot of, of the story of Lara Croft? Do I really want to know what she was like when she was a whiny beginner and all that kind of stuff? Probably not. Then when they released the Linux port, I was like, well. It's a game I can play on Linux. It's got a native port. Let's go for it. But I never, ever got into it much past, like, launching the, the main screen, like the, the title screen, 
and doing the intro video bit, I never really even touched the controls in it. Hmm. My save file loaded up from the cloud. 2016 was the hell? last time I tried to play that game, which is when it came out on Linux. It was uh, 2016. It was a 2013 game ported by Feral in, in 2016. Fucking hell. Dude, I am so glad I played that game, that I picked up that game. If it weren't for Linux and it didn't have that port by Feral, I, I wouldn't have even tried it, to be honest. But it was absolutely fan. Fantastic. Haven't oh. finished it yet, but it's fantastic. So Tomb Raider 2013 and in turn 2016 for the Linux port is a retelling of the... It's the origin story of Tomb Raider's Lara Croft. So Lara Croft was a, a big character back in the 90s. Mid to late nineties. Yeah, she was like she was PS one, wasn't she? She first yeah. came sort of. Um, yeah, I would say sort of late nineties. Didn't we do very well? On, uh, she didn't really do very well on, on the PS two. Did say Angel of Darkness, which was pretty shit. I don't know if I played that one because they yeah, they played... started they dropped the numbers, didn't they? And then they started giving them subtitles, and that's at that point when I really started to kind of lose Tomb Raider. Yeah, we only we didn't play. We played, I think, sort of. Um, we played one, I can't remember which one it is, was it, I think it might be number three, where it's like sort of flashbacks at all the previous ones, like sort of like, like it's all like going through a bit like, it's like the sort of surrounding arc is set like in the future and they're like at sort of Lara's grave and they're like sort of talking about her past. Mm. And so you play like four levels in her past, mm -hmm. I believe. I'm not sure which one that is. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. So, I mean, I picked up... So, I played Tomb Raider 1 and 2. And then I kind of... I don't remember anything about Tomb Raider 3. And then I know they made them on, like, PlayStation 2 and and uh, Xbox 360 and, and stuff like that. And I, I think I dabbled in one on Xbox 360 because someone I knew really wanted to play it. But I, I didn't... It was at that time I, I started to fall out of the Tomb Raider games. So when the reboots came about, as I said, I just kind of, I overlooked them. I was like, eh, you know, it's Lara Croft. It's, oh, look, another reboot. Did we really need it? But honestly, Ram, um, it's, it's really, really good. Really, really good. So, 96 was the first Tomb Raider. Really? 96? <laughs> I remember the adverts for Tomb Raider 2 because they were all like, oh, yeah, Lara's back. And I remember the LucasAid adverts for Tomb Raider. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they, she's running. She's running. The dogs are chasing her. She drinks a bottle of Lucozade, and then she's got the energy to fight them off. Oh, that's fine. As you do. I mean, every time you get chased by dogs, just drink Lucozade. It, it works. Yeah, it's true. It works. So if you're ever playing Green Hell in VR, <laughs> please, you need your bottles please, of Lucozade. Please don't want you to know this one simple trick. <laughs> yeah, life hacks. <laughs> life hack. <laughs> Criminal life hacks. Yeah. Number Tomb one, drink Lucozade. <laughs> Tomb Raider Chronicles was the Tomb Raider replayed. All right. I think actually, no, I might have played that one. I might yeah. have played that one. That would have know. been, yeah, I think that was, a, that was, that was the last sort, that was the last of sort of like original PlayStation Tomb Raiders. Right. And they went on to, um, play, they went on to PlayStation 2. So. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. 
Them were the days. They were the days. Because at one point, Lara was almost like a mascot, wasn't she? Because she was, it's going to sound really really sad to say this, she was almost a sex symbol of gaming. Like, I yeah. remember actually buying, like, Tomb Raider 2, and the mouse map was, like, Lara Croft in a bikini or something. Yeah. It was, like, it was- like a mouse mat and some playing cards and whatever else they could throw in a big box PC game back in the day. Yeah, exactly. It was it was like a um it well yeah, you guys say right, it was um the the sort of like it became she became all the sort of semi unofficial mascots. Wasn't wasn't Crash Bandicoot their official mascot for PlayStation? Was supposed to be. Was I supposed think, to be. Yeah. I think Carl Craft was one of the sort of first game characters that sort of crossed over into general parlance mm-hmm. uh, in that a lot of people who have never played games would know at there's a point where a lot of people who have never played games would know who she or would anything wouldn't be a spot but recognize that they would know of her yeah. mainly because of the controversy of her breasts yeah they're pointy they're pointy so um, she could take your eye out with those fuckers yeah oh shit I should move this because yeah. it was it was it was Lara Croft's titties that showed you how real gaming was getting Especially when they started to actually look like tits. <laughs> oh, I found the LucasAid advert. Oh, God. No, you're going to put it in the show notes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. I'll, I'll link it to you later. Thanks, mate. That's, oh, oh, this brings back so, so many memories. 1999. So I swear they were like, in, some, in the one where they're like, oh, yeah, Lara's back. There's like people in bars and that talking about, it. oh, yeah, fucking Lara's back. It's like, what the fuck is this? And yeah, they're talking about Tomb Raider 2. Uh, but I mean, they were they were fun games, but as I say, like they they went down that bad path. They kind of made yeah. too many of the of the Tomb Raider games, and they got samey, which is what I wish kind of Call of Duty and all that would kind of, they'd learn <laughs> from the yeah. Tomb Raider kind of groove, and like Hitman and all that, because Hitman got reboots, didn't it? It and did, like, and Deus Ex technically got reboots and all that, because you know Square and is it Idos. I, w- I would say reboot. I would say Deus Ex got rebooted because the ones they released were prequels to the yeah, original. But it was supposed to be a, a a thing to lead you into. Yeah, yeah. The Deus Ex I mean, series. Yeah, I mean Hitman properly got rebooted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Deus Ex yeah because they are sort of very the the original Deus Exes are and 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 the other Deus about for forty years apart in timeline. Yeah, yeah. So which, by the way, I started playing those as well too. Oh, cool. Which one? The Proton. Or the uh, new one. The new, I say newer ones. They're about right, so 10, the, 12 years old now. I can, I, I've got the first one. Yep. Right, and it isn't anything like I remember it. Save scumming all the way because I... AI in that game's a ball you're very, fun, you're very vulnerable in that game. At least at first. Well, it's not even like that you're vulnerable. It's like, wait, can they see me? Can't they yes. see me? They can't see me. Oh, they can see me. I'm dead. <sighs> Yeah, and then like same thing happens, right? They're going to see me. Oh, they haven't spotted me. And then you're practically standing next to them. They haven't seen me, huh? Oh, uh, early nineties AI. Then you work, you like walk three feet away. Oh, you! Ah! <laughs> and all of a sudden they get you. Uh, the the I can't remember what the second one was. That was the one that was on Xbox that you did a, an LP of. Yes, I've I th- done. I've done. I LP. think I have that one. I've done LPs of both the original Deus Ex um, and Deus Ex Human Revolution. I think Deus Ex was my first LP I did, actually. Because you did, you did, 
Was it the fall? Is the fall the second one? Four, no, the four is was a was originally a mobile game oh. that was released uh, released. Oh, it was the four that was my first let's play because that's the t- that's the default trailer on um um on a our YouTube channel only because I've never changed it because that's the first one we uploaded or I uploaded. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was actually originally a mobile game that was set. Slightly before and slightly concurrently with Human Revolution, and it's a real shame because it's 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 okay. I mean, for mobile, what was a mobile game? It's pretty de- It's actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. um, and it sets up this all like whole sort of like separate subplot, or sort of in the universe, but like it's all separate from the main ones. It doesn't cross over a lot, and they it gets halfway through, it finishes just like you're about to go off somewhere, and there's also going to be like a sort of sequel to it, and then they got the funding cut, so it never got made. So what was the one that was on the Xbox? You're thinking of Human Revolution. Oh, they did... Well, the original Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OG Xbox. Uh, there was DSX, then there was OG uh, Xbox You're game. thinking of DSX Invisible War. That's the kitty. Which was the sequel to DS, the original DSX. So DSX and DSX Invisible War are like sort of the future DSX, so they use nanomachines as their yeah. augments. Whereas Human Revolution, the four... Uh, mankind divided use mechanical augmentation because they're right. like the pre they're like the they're like the first gen of the technology as it were and they get replaced by nanomachines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so the the human revolutions, the first of the Square Enixy ones, that doesn't have a Linux port, but that works in Proton. Um, mm-hmm. A bit janky. It's got a bit of an Elden Ring glitchiness going on to start with. Because uh, you have to wait for all the shaders and that to cache. So every time a new particle effect comes in, that has to be cached. And once everything's cached, you, you know the game runs quite well. Uh, then you've got the the fall. I don't have that one. And then Mankind Divide is the last one. Yes, that got a Linux port for mm. whatever reason when they didn't do the other ones. But you know, what do I? I can't complain. They they made yeah. a they made a port. But Proton is it makes them playable as long as you've got the horsepower to quickly cache the files and stuff but so i was gonna start playing those again at some point but yeah we're getting sidetracked now the tomb raider game though um great the linux port didn't work and i'm starting to find that a lot with uh uh old linux ports that what used to work once upon a time, where operating systems have been updated, dependencies are no longer there for some games. Yeah. So they no longer launch. However, because Proton is getting better and better and better, the Windows versions work like almost flawlessly once you cache all the textures and that. Once all the shaders are cached, you're, you're good. And so I was going to argue today that realistically, I don't actually think games companies are ever going to bother releasing a, a, a native Linux game ever again because they can be lazy and just use Proton. Mm. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, it's good. And I mean, I, I won't complain, but the feral port of Tomb Raider just wouldn't, it wouldn't launch. It yeah. just wouldn't launch. And I, I looked through a bunch of stuff as to why it wouldn't launch. And uh, you know, because it comes up that launcher at the start, doesn't it, with all the options and, and all that kind of stuff. It just would it wasn't having any of it. So I right clicked it, hit the old Proton install, and started going through it that way. 
and uh, it was it's 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 really good graphically that game is fantastic for a 2013 release like really 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 good and it's it's to it's to retell well because tomb raider never really got an origin did it as such other than maybe the one that you were playing where they go through some of her past kind of yeah raids or whatever mm. the the 2013 tomb raider is literally she is as green as it can get and um, like the story, main... she's not actually she, it's not like she's even oh, I want to go raid this tomb it's like almost sort of an accident sort of sets her off there yeah so so she goes off on an expedition like I, I guess her dad died and she she's gone off on this thing with um, some of her dad's old colleagues and someone who was kind of training her to she doesn't have the confidence of olden day Lara Croft. Okay, she's she's not like because old Lara Croft's like I'm basically untouchable. I've done I'm well traveled. I've done all this stuff. You know I'm great. This girl though is like she's worried that she's never going to live up to the Croft family name. You know she's used to like I don't know working in bars and that on the on the weekends and that kind of thing for a bit of pin money. Um, just hanging out with her friends and all that whilst learning stuff from her dad and, and colleagues and that. And I mean, she's still an incredibly intelligent young woman. Yeah. But she just doesn't have any of the confidence to back her up. She's really squeamish. And yeah, she's all book smart, but not practical world smart. Yeah. And so they go on this expedition because they're going to be shooting a, a reality TV for one of her, I guess, one of her dad's colleagues or one of her friends because he's a bit down at the moment he's been looking for something for years he's never found it and lara goes well why aren't people looking here if we keep following where everyone else has gone they haven't found it yet so i think we're just wasting our time realistically let's go to this place and all of a sudden shit hits the fan they end up wrecked on this island that looks they're all on a boat the a storm comes out of nowhere and you know story begins lara gets separated from the group and um, you end up in a kind of a Far Cry 3 situation. Yeah, I was going to say, it's basically the same story as Far Cry 3. Yeah, where, where you know, all the all the, the people who are on the boat with Lara get taken in by, by natives. People start getting killed left and right and, and all that. It gets really gruesome really, really quickly. Like, corpses everywhere. And, uh, you know, people are getting stabbed and shot. And it is quite gory, to be fair. I mean, within the first yeah. few minutes, Lara takes a, like a, uh, a rusty, I don't know, like a nail or something clean through her abdomen, like through the side. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not afraid to hurt Lara Croft. No. Which I thought was really interesting because normally when you, you know, your game characters are almost invincible, Lara's really squishy. Yeah, you're, you're, normally, you're normally invincible until you get to the end of the game where you have an injury and then you can you get slowed to a quad for the last bit. Yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, kind of. But in this, I mean, that's that's not the case at all. I mean, all right, she's she's still got kind of some of that superhero healing kind of quality where she can take like a, a piece of rebar or whatever to the side and just get back up. <laughs> mm. But um, you know. She's she's squeamish. She's nervous. She's never killed anyone before. Um, you know, she's not entirely confident in her abilities to to you know find all these clues, dig up all these clues, and solve the puzzles and get off the island. When people start getting killed, she is 
mortified. She's horrified. She starts blaming herself because it's technically her fault that they are there. She was the one that gave them the idea to, to go there. But I, I can't think of the, the game. I think we've, we've spoken about it before. As time goes on, so I don't want to spoil it a huge amount, um, she starts to get really fucking nasty. Like, she will happily just pull a gun and just shoot some guy in the face and tell him the fuck off he deserves to die. What was that other game we played where they slowly get more and more crazy as time goes on? Um, Spec Ops The Line did that. Yes. When you start, you're really fucking squeamish and like, well, you're not because you're a soldier, right? But you think you're doing the right thing. And then by the end of it, you are losing your shit. Lara Croft kind of does that in this you're so almost reverse aren't you you are a by the book soldier you know we're doing this the right thing we're doing as you get more and more confronted by the horrors of war mm-hmm. you sort of go the opposite way you become sort of screamish but you realize actually this isn't right so i mean the the i think spec ops is probably most famous scene is the scene after you've done the, uh, it's napalm or you drop on somebody isn't yeah it? yeah and you see all the just left her burnt bodies all like the a, carnage yeah yeah isn't there like a like a half melted woman crutching a child yeah yeah well yeah because you you see a heavily fortified section of this base and uh you do like a like you've got like a a, a thermal camera mm. and you check and it's fucking packed like it's absolutely packed and so you assume that because it's so heavily fortified these are all soldiers. I mean, there's armored cars and all this kind of shit. Like, all of them are heavily armored. You're like, these are soldiers. Fuck them. And you fire, like, um, so like white phosphorus. So, yeah, yeah something, like, you do something. And you fucking burn everyone. And then, when, when it all, like, because you then walk through and there's soldiers screaming and crying and everything. And then, as you get, like, as the flames kind of settle, fuck me, all the people at the back. They were civilians. Mm. These soldiers were trying to get civilians through the through the desert, and you just killed them all. It's fuck, man. It's insane. Yeah, it's a it's a game totally worth playing just so you can see the you know the slow decay into madness. It's a very it, look. We, I think I think the reason it didn't do that well because they both thought it should be another sh- like cover based. They wanted like well, cod or gears of war. Yeah, where where the American army? Hooah! And we're going yeah. to kill loads of enemies and so forth. But it's actually a very serious. And to be fair to him, that's what the previous Spec Ops were like. Because mm-hmm. I've actually I played one of the original Spec Ops on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and that's basically what it was like. You are the American. You're just the best. And you're going to kill everybody in hooah. And it's the the absolute opposite. It's a complete different direction. I think they put a lot of people off it. But it's I've a got very to, powerful. I've got to say. It's one of the best written games I'd say in the last. Oh, I was going to say the last ten years, but it's probably more than ten years old now. I yeah, I, I I agree, wholeheartedly agree. That game was absolutely fantastic, and again, I only played it because it had a Linux port at the time. I was so surprised by it. I was like, "Holy shit, this game is absolutely amazing!" And but I feel the same way actually about the Tomb Raider game. It's Lara is a brilliant character in this game, okay? The world looks absolutely gorgeous, albeit kind of... There's a lot of set dressing in it. So uh, there's a lot of pretty stuff in there for the sake of being pretty. And there's a lot of, you know, 
you know like how games paint things to tell you where to go yeah there's a lot of that it gives you the idea that there's lots of freedom but they all all the paths kind of lead to the same place yeah uh there's a lot of times where the game will throw quick time events at you to kind of you know a cutscene thing will happen. It'll be like, oh no, Lara needs to run. Spam the run buttons or whatever, or spam these movement buttons, or someone has jumped Lara. Quick, hit the hit the button to fight back or whatever. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff happens. So rather than you actually just getting to fight these people, you have to press a button in time. Or, I don't know, you'll be running away from, you know, like the Crash Bandicoot boulder that we're yeah. just chasing. You have to kind of dodge it. That kind of stuff happens too. Lara makes the jump and you're like, yeah, something's going to happen now. She goes to grab, slips, the thing falls. And you can predict it. It's really predictable. But whilst being incredibly predictable, it's beautiful. Mm. It really does. If it wasn't so predictable, you would probably actually be going, oh, my God, wow. Mm. But because I've probably played it so late... A lot of the stuff that it did back in, you know, 2013, 2016 is now incredibly commonplace. Yeah. So I now expect it, whereas I guess back then it would have probably had a bit more fizz to it. But, and, you know, not to take away, it is still an incredibly good-looking game. Combat is solid, so it's got kind of the, the Ubisoft way of doing things whereby uh, you can, like, pick up and upgrade weapons and and stuff like that. So you go around the map and you can go to these different fast travel points. So like campsites, mm-hmm. you can move between them to use items that you've unlocked to say climb cliffs, pry open doors, pry open chests, that kind of thing. You can then gather scraps, gather parts for guns and bows and things like that to upgrade those to make them more powerful, to make them more accurate. It's, 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 that's really neat. The, the combat is, is quick. And it's not like in, how can I best describe the combat? You know how, like, in Doom and Duke Nukem and stuff like that, you have a corridor and then maybe an arena bit to teach you how to deal with, like, the next big enemies. Like, yeah. you'll have, like, I don't know, an imp will turn up and all of a sudden, like, the imp is the only enemy in the room, but it kind of gives you enough time to learn the mechanic of that enemy, yeah? yeah? And then next time that enemy becomes normal. Tomb Raider's like that. You have a few puzzles and then you get slapped into a room with a new enemy or a, a, a space with a new enemy that you have to fight who's considered like a boss. They'll get an intro cutscene kind of thing. And you, uh, you, you have to learn the mechanic for that boss character, sarcastic air quotes. And then all of a sudden that character just becomes a regular enemy or uh, mm. enemies of that type just become regulars. It, it, it's, it's a very old school, very neat way of, of, teaching mechanics and formatting a game the voice acting's pretty solid as i say lara is a fantastic character the characters around her aren't particularly interesting they're more kind of cookie cutter cardboard Mm. but lara's is sound uh i love the bow and arrow combat especially considering that's your stealth option i absolutely love it it's brilliant they give you access to guns quite early on but i was like Nah, man, there's loads of bows and like, uh, like there's arrows everywhere. I'm just going to fucking, yeah. you know, take, cause it doesn't throw 10, 15, 20 guys at you. It might be just like three guys scale the cliff, another couple of guards, maybe. It's not like you're fighting a huge, huge, huge army. No. 
You know, you're you're fighting, you know, small pockets Cult of people assault, here right, and there. type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's all it's all actually sort of it's like intelligence. It's not. It's, there's two ways games go. They either go toward the intelligence side. Well, there aren't that many people, but so they can't have too many people defending it. So only have a few, or they go pay a two go and they say this is the most well equipped police force in the entire land. They have thousands of cops to throw at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the way the games to go. And I've got to say, I'm glad that they they didn't go hardcore on it because it it feels real. It makes it more immersive. It makes it more believable. And I guess the groove is realistically that Lara picks up uh, different little pieces around the island to learn the history of the island. You know, you can pick up logs from other people who have washed up on the island. You pick up people. You you pick up things from people who were there when the island had kind of an active civilization on it before it kind of fell into ruin or whatever or became a myth. Uh, kind of interesting. Look, it goes all the way back to like World War Two. Uh, the the Nazis go there because they're looking for some kind of occult tool to win the war or whatever, and you can find little bits of uh, of, uh, of of research they were doing, journals and things from soldiers, dog tags. You can find like messages from ambassadors that were sent to the islands to deal with the queens and things like that that used to be on there and that and, and how they would have tried to escape the island themselves and all of the weird things that were happening really 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 interesting story uh, but i wouldn't have played it had it have not had a linux port that doesn't work now <laughs> uh, yeah really really good like tomb raider if if it doesn't play anything like the original Tomb Raiders, which were largely all puzzle, weren't they? Yeah, they're very I mean, heavy. there are puzzles in this one, but they're not—they're not super focused on the puzzles. Yeah, two the puzzles hours, are but... there to break up the rest of the. Mm. I mean, Tomb Raider. Most, particularly the ancient Jews, they were basically just one big puzzle section with just like a bit of combat in between. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, that's because the combat too many wasn't particularly good. No, it wasn't. I mean, you could get you'd get killed in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? In the in the original Tomb Raiders, like yeah. you know, like when the bats used to fly around Lara's head, and you just watch your health bar disintegrate. Yeah, and you think to yourself, I just want to shoot that thing. And so, if you didn't already know it was coming, it instantly take like half your health off. Yeah. Um, or you'd step on something, and and that trap would kill you in an instant. Like that kind of thing is in this Tomb Raider. Like, you know, uh, QTE will happen and you press the wrong button and all of a sudden Lara gets crushed under rocks. By the way, my God, that is so- they really do punish that girl in-, in Tomb Raider. It's almost like it almost people would probably get like really twisted after like they, they stab her. She gets burnt. She gets drowned, impaled on all sorts of things, crushed by boulders. I'm like. Damn, how many different ways did they think of killing this woman? They like to do that sort of thing. But but they you, I we, guess we, they we, did we, that we, in the original one, didn't they? But she just used a rag doll as she got crushed by a boulder yeah. or something. That'll be a theme of tonight's podcast. I think when I discuss my game, you'll, be, you'll see a similar theme of that idea. All right. Well, I just want to say, like, I I wish I'd played it sooner, and I'm really looking forward to finishing it and and playing the uh, the other games in the series because there's now three of them, aren't there? Is it Shadow and yes. Rise? Yes. Yeah. I think Not Shadow's all reboots more... are completely shit. 
Which is well, actually, no. that's why I called the Deus Ex ones uh, reboots. Of, they're prequels, just like this one is. It's a prequel that then. I mean, because I would imagine they were probably going to make more Deus Ex games after uh, Mankind Divided or whatever. Yeah, Mankind Divided didn't do very well, which is weird because Human Revolution did very well. Mm-hmm. Mankind Divided didn't do very well, which is because I did. Pl- I played Mankind Divided, and it, although it played very similar, it just it was missing some X factor. We've discussed that kind of thing before, haven't we? It just yeah. didn't have, so it didn't have the fizz. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I, you know, I didn't even actually complete the first sort of like zone. Really? And the zone's big. Don't the sort of like there's like sort of three. You mean the hub like, world that attaches yeah, yeah, yeah. all the other missions? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't like get. There's like a Prague during the day. There's an I know a bit. There's like Prague during the night. I never got a Prague during the day. Mate, we're gonna. I think we, me and you, we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to go through the Metro games, and now we're gonna have to go through the Deus Ex ones, the newer ones. I will yes. go through the original ones, but I'm not a huge fan of save scumming, and that is a game you really have to save scum. You do it first as yeah. you get as you get better gear and you upgrade stuff towards the end. It's it's very much got that power treadmill of you start off fairly weak. But as you get on, you get more and more. You can just sort of like you're. It's almost like Neo from the Matrix starts off as this little guy who can barely stand out of a window, and towards the end, he's jumping through, um, and killing hundreds of agents as he goes through. At the end, mm-hmm. it's that sort of power. I would agree with that, yeah. DSX, so which is it's 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 a fun power progression. Don't worry, sure. even, even towards the end, you're still very vulnerable. I mean, I remember the first time I played through DSX. Um, I got attacked by and before I destroyed it, it took up both my legs. So I had to crawl my way back to a medical bot. Actually, about took me about ten minutes because obviously you've only got you, you basically move at a snail's pace. You've only got your arms to crawl along. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. So I had to crawl my way back up to this medical bot to heal me. That was so, a fantastic and equally annoying part of that game. <laughs> yeah, it was. You hurt your legs. You're done, son. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. It's it's it's. <laughs> I think what Deus Ex all it's it's Deus Ex is one of those games which has emergent gameplay, which you don't. Not many a lot of games be going through emergent gameplay, and I I I love that. So lots of little systems that combine together make interesting things happen. Like mm-hmm. same Thief to the same sort of thing. I love those sort of style games. Mm-hmm. They've always been my favorite kind. Just as a note, um, you've got a Steam controller, haven't you? Somewhere, right. Could I suggest maybe trying Deus Ex on the Steam controller? What, what the original? <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously, there's there's key binds for it. There are binds for it, so you can play it on that control pad, and it plays really well. What even with all because you have like um even with all your F because you have like your F keys once yeah. all your arguments. Yeah, 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 yeah. People have mapped them. Mm. I'm not convinced, but I'll give it a go. Mate, I've played World of Warcraft on a Steam pad. Yeah, I'll give it a go, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying Tomb Raider. I just wanted to throw that out there just because, you know, there are still a lot of people who are crapping over the Steam Deck saying, why does it have touchpads? You can play anything on it. You can play anything on those Steam pads, so yeah. But the, the yeah, the Tomb Raider game's fucking fantastic. I really wish I'd played it sooner. Oh, good. 
So, um, what have you been playing, man? Well, I have been playing um, Amnesia Rebirth, which is the most recent 2020 um, Amnesia game. Wait, they're still making those? Because yes. this is the third one. There was the Amnesia, then there was Machine for... Uh, no, Amnesia the Dark Descent was the yeah. first. Amnesia Machine for Pigs, which is still my favourite games of all time, even though it's pretty terrible. And Amnesia Rebirth is the third one. That came up a bit of a surprise. It was, it was something that sort of... I remember being announced. I remember sort of seeing all the trees and stuff for it, and then completely forgot about it and thought, what do I have to that game? Oh, it's been out two and a bit years. So... <laughs> I do that all the time now. It's like, oh, mate! Okay, that well. was a really cool thing. What happened? Oh, there it is. Oh, mm. it's on sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Amnesia Rebirth. It's, so, the Amnesia style games are stealth survival horror games. Um, you versus monsters that you can't attack, destroy, kill. Your only option if they come across you is to run or die or hide and try and escape them. Um, this game. This game is more of a sequel to Dark Descent um, than there's a third game long. Domedy Amnesia Machine for Pigs has has a few ties to Dark Descent. This feels like more direct sequel. Um, a lot of the sort of lore that Dark Descent sort of built up and was creating and so forth, Amnesia sort of like touched on it slightly. It used a little bit of flavour, but in general, it was his own storyline. This is a more of a direct sequel. So in Dark Descent, you learned about these things called orbs. Uh, it's never made clear who made them, what they are, where they're from. Um, there's like a thing chasing after If you sort of take it, you're not meant to. There's a thing called the shadow, which comes after you. And it like, leaves this like sort of red reed type stuff. And there's also talk about a different dimension or different planet um, in Dark Descent. Well, Rebirth basically takes all those plot elements. It's more of a, it's, in some ways, I don't want to say a true sequel, but it's more of a direct sequel to um, Dark Descent. Ian features some that you even sort of so many more ties. There's also a bit where you t- if I mentioned the characters from Dark Descent. There's um, the one of the guys in Dark Descent goes on a um, goes on a tomb raiding expedition, and you go to that tomb in All Rebirth. Right. So it t- it's tied a lot more, and it explores a lot more of this other dimension. So wherever it's talked about in uh, Dark Scent, it's talked about sort of the back, sort of background, and you know about it. Rebirth, you actually go there. You actually go and see the place they're talking about, and it's integral to the whole game. Um, so you spend about half the game in like this other on this other world. So it's uh, neat. The, is it made by the same people? So this is what I was going to say. So. Frictional Games made Amnesia Dark Ascendant and Amnesia Rebirth. Machine for Pigs was, be- was published by Frictional Games, but it was made by a company called The Chinese Room. Who did Dear is- Esther? Uh, yes, I believe they did, yes. Which yeah. is why it's a very... Which is why Machine for Pigs is a lot more story-based, whereas Amnesia is Amnesia Rebirth a bit more, um, say, action-based, but they've got a bit more depth to the action and less to the story. Yeah. That's not totally fair, but that's what I'll try. So as, as a way to differentiate, that's why I'd say go. Mr. Pig was basically more of a walking simulator with some enemies who could take you out in it. And he's just more, got more depth to that. So the general idea is your stealth, it's a stealth game. You are, it's set in 1937. Uh, you are a French lady called Tazzy, uh, short for an Anna Um 
and you and your so you're basically been hired to um go i think you're gonna i think you're gonna go do some ra- two raiding to be honest guys i think it's where you're actually going and oh, there you go so you're gonna go, go meet up with their mate lara croft and <laughs> yeah uh, and um you go there along with your husband who goes along as a um, you're an engineering drafter he goes on basically as a rifleman just for protection because you're going to um algiers right and on your way there you're on the plane of all you ever saw come people going with you and your plane crashes and you find yourself having no memory of what's all happened with a hasty written note to yourself um and you are <laughs> open it up oh fuck <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah and you are basically just in the desert and you have to find your and shortly after you crash you you hear a radio call coming from a doctor who you know who was on the plane with you which implies that they've got ahead of you and he's calling for you and helping you can't apply because the radio's not working so you have to basically sort of make your way um to try and find how the others got there and where they've gone so you sort mm. of following the footsteps of the previous course and and make and um gradually work your way and you'll find gradually get back to the village where the doctor is which is right towards the end and sort of complete find out what's happened and, and along the way you basically you gain your memories you learn a bit about what happened as you soon realize this is not the first time this has happened you've basically done this you're doing like the path again and you learn more about how you got there um and what happened and you basically unravel the story as you go along the stealth mechanics of it is there are there are there are monsters that will hunt you down and look for you and track you down um if you has it has to sort of you're not just just hiding because it has a tie to this this um stress mechanic called fear so mm-hmm. dark descent had this machine for pigs didn't and the basic idea was you had to keep you, your lantern fueled didn't you in yeah which is really hard on this one this one's got lantern in it as well but the lantern oil burns through so quickly i think a full lantern will burn out like full maximum oil burn out i would reckon probably lasts about a minute minute and a half wow yeah so got a leak <laughs> must do i think the first time i saw like, what the fuck is this why is this burning out so much oil so quickly you have got matches as well uh, which you can light Neat feature about the matches, as you light them, if you move about too fast, they burn down quicker. I just wanted to throw out there, let me guess, the matches last longer than the lantern. <laughs> yeah, they, they do actually last quite some time, but you can also use them to light things. So you can light, so the, the game the idea is all that you go around, you'll create areas of light for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you'll find bits where you can like candles, lanterns, and so forth. Because when you're in the dark, you basically start to get scared. And this is shown at, by sort of like these sort of dark vines sort of coming from the edge of your vision and gradually getting into the middle. And as you get real scared, you'll start seeing these visions, weird visions of weird sort of alien landscapes and places. And if you really break down, you basically lose complete control and your character just starts running and just lurking. You'll see brief sort of sh- like um, screenshots of like things they're seeing and so forth, like in an absolute panic. And then you'll like calm down. You'll find yourself in a completely different part of the level. So you've panicked, okay. just run off. Um, so that is almost like um the queen of its queen of checkpoints. So like, if you get really scared monster, you basically like go back to almost like sort of start point of that that level. It did actually work in my favour once because the monster got too close to me, scared me, and I ran apart. And then I go into the bit in front of myself, like further oh, wow. down. So I ended, I ended up cutting apart the level out. I was like, oh, that's quite handy. Um, that's not neat. by much. It's not really neat. So as the monsters are there, you have to. 
it hide from so you can either sort and them on. And what's interesting is your crouch button is. Oh, I should point out if you look at the monsters, your fear goes up, so you have to try and avoid looking at them. All so right. it's a sort of a, it becomes all if they get too close to you, it becomes a sort of a self-feeling prophecy. You get more scared, and you can start to get more scared. You'll like start making noise and stuff, and they'll hear you. And as you get closer, you get more scared, and you get in this loop. But if you hold the crouch button down, you'll go. You almost like sort of like so you go like to a really low crouch, which is quite hard for them to see and hear see you. So you can sort of hide in the dark. It's, it's. I'll be honest with you. The idea is neat. I do find it quite annoying, <laughs> if I'm actually right. honest. Um, I much, I, I get what it's there. I totally understand what it's there. I meant to have a bit of tension and so forth, but I, it just it, it annoys me if I'm honest. I like, much rather like, well, I'm just going to hide in the dark and I'll watch them go past. And I don't, I don't, I don't need some fancy screen shaking and vines to go to scare me. I can do it myself quite easily. So, sure. <laughs> so I, I didn't like it. I didn't really particularly like it in Dark Descent. Um, and I don't think I own this one, but once you'll get the idea of how to hide in Workaround, it's not too bad. Um, one thing is, is this Dark Descent has this has no health bar. Dark Descent had a health bar as well. So, um, which again, Machine Fix didn't have a health bar. Um, so you had to you had to like find stuff to take to increase your health. This hasn't got that. You can die. You can get injured. Um, but it's more tied to the fear. As you saw, get injured, your fear gets higher and higher. Okay. So it's more tied to that than health per se. Um, your other sort of neat feature is, is that you are pregnant. Oh. And you are so the whole most of the game you spend most of the game pregnant with this little baby but it's okay because it's good thing is the baby you can basically by talking to the baby you can calm yourself down a bit so you can at any point press the well, the x button and you'll go and you'll basically start cradling your stomach and you'll just start trying to your baby and it'll kick you occasionally so like saying if it kicks you that basically and that's all that eases your fear off as well takes some of the fear away okay so that's all that's interesting because what's quite nice about it is that um the dialogue is does advance and change depending on what you've done how you've gone through it um or like if you also like where you are so you go into certain rooms you'll come across not many that basically they're fully lit they've got some gear in there and the doors can be locked mm-hmm. so you can actually lock the doors so if you go into one of those rooms and lock the door behind you the monsters can't get you and if you then touch your belly button with your belly, your baby while you're in the door, then you'll say, oh, it's okay, little one. I'm, I know we're safe in here and so forth. So the dialogue she has changes depending on where you are. And as you do things, you'll say, like, I can't believe you had to do that. Um, but it's all for the greater good and sort of the greater good and what have you. So that's quite sort of neat. And of course, eventually you do give birth to the baby at the end. Um, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of neat. I, I, I like the storyline of it. Um, I said the mechanics are pretty, pretty. They're okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the fear mechanic, but it's got some interesting. It's only got like a couple of enemy types. Whereas like their previous game, Fritz's previous game was Soma, which I still think is vastly better than this game, um, by a long way. The story I found the storyline somewhat more interesting, and also what I liked was that every area you went to, the enemies were different. So mm-hmm. you encountered a different type of enemy in every area so to learn how it worked like for each section. This, there's only two enemy types in the whole game. One you should encounter for the majority of the game. There aren't actually that many enemy encounters in the game. 
really, when you sort of like think back at it, there are only a few bits where they're actually, you're actually high. I think the actual bits where I'm actually high, I could probably count on one hand, half an hour, half six, where I'm actually having to properly hide and sneak past them. There's like a couple sort of set pits where you'll be seeing past loads of them, but they're like sort of like, as long as you don't walk into them, you're not going to be a problem. And there are also like pre-scripted chase sequences in there as well. But there aren't actually that many enemies, enemies sort of encounters in the game, which is actually sort of interesting to tell you. I think it's not until about a quarter of the third or quarter of the way you actually encounter like like proper ones. Most you might seem like the distance and stuff is sort of scary, but actually, like as a proper, it's in level that can actually get you now. It's not quite late in, mm-hmm. so which is quite interesting. But you were saying about your things that your um. Um, Lyle Croft goes through. Why word does Tazzy go through stuff? The amount of time she's fallen, um, John knows the amount of time she's been crushed by things. Well, while pregnant, you know, fall off ladders, you know, saw screen, got nearly drowned, and so forth. So, I'm amazed this baby survives birth because yeah, the, amount of sure. things, the amount of things that she's had to do, I can't believe that baby's going to survive without any issues at all. Mm. Um, and like the very last section of the game where she like her waters break and you have to walk your way to the vi- to the, like the village and you have to climb up a ladder and steps and stuff and so I'm not I'm no expert on I'm not having had a, a wife who's had children. I'm not sure how active and if a lady who's like actually the stage of the waters burst they're about to give birth are they going to be able to climb ladders very much oh they get pretty aggressive <laughs> well she's pretty aggressive okay first so maybe she maybe that's highly realistic it's like oh i've got a ladder oh there's a plank to walk over so she gets it's 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 and i liked i did like the source storyline i liked sort of the you go to the world and you're exploring a different society and the architecture is all sort of weird and strange. They're clearly sort of humanoids or people. And most levels revolve around a puzzle um, of some description. The game is nice enough that it doesn't often put in situations where you're trying to solve the puzzle whilst you're being hunted. Generally, it separates those off. So you'll have sections where you're being hunted and chased and and so forth. Then once you get past that bit, you can then have like total freedom to spend as much time as you want working the puzzle out without fear that you're going to get suddenly chased down by a creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite, I, I like that actually, to be honest with you, because I, when you're trying to solve, if this puzzle's really obvious, you don't want to be in a situation where you're going to have to run and chase. I mean, it does do, obviously it does do it occasionally, so put a bit of, put a little bit of twist of screws on you a little bit, but in general, it lets you be. Um, sure. it gets quite dark at times some of the things you do to people gets fairly dark um, but it's neat I mean one of the early and it's got some really sort of and it's got the amnesia interface things which is almost like it's almost like VR interactions before VR was a thing so doors you have to actually with your mouse click and open the and to open the door you have to click and actually pull the mouse back and forth to open the door sure. which is you can yeah, slam you doors. through couldn't you yeah, and sliding doors, you have to pull and pull the mouse sideways and turn a wheel. You have to grab and turn it around with your mouse and and so forth. And you can do things like there's a bit where there's a grenade, uh, and this is in the um, little trailer bit where um, they saw this little gameplay trailer where she's in like this armory and there's a guard who's like put a um, grenade on and he's like, reached it to the door. So if you open the door, the grenade will go off. Um, 
apparently it's possible. I did, tr- I know I did try to do this. It didn't work for me, but I've been told it is possible to, with the right control, actually reach in through the door and like, unhook it before you open oh, the neat. door up. Um, so it's got quite a few. Sense. It's almost like sort of VR interactions prop before VR. Have they made an amnesia game in VR at all? Or? I don't think so. I think they worry that people wear, wear their pants too much. So <laughs> if you get scared, if you get scared by this, this sort of thing, you have to be scared by this sort of psychological horror. Um, if you're not, you're not going to get affected by it. Obviously, okay, I see. I'm not a huge fan of psych horror just because it's it's too slow. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I get it's the that, same yeah. with like the like I was saying earlier about Metro with the librarians. It's supposed to be a really tense section. Yeah. But I just find it to be incredibly tedious. Yeah, I get that. You see, I was because that was the librarians was one of my favourite sections of Metro. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. did find it a very tense section. But I like that sort of horror. Well, you see, I I think it's just because like I was like, right, I'm going to walk around the corner and there's going to be one jump up out of the floor or whatever. And then I open the door, walk around the corner and, you know, as per spec, on the button, as soon as I walk forward, up out the floor it come. Yeah. And I was like, but I'd only just, like, I'd only just managed to get one to sneak past me kind of thing. It was almost like I had to manipulate them to kind of break down certain walls and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah. but as soon as I get rid of one... I'm now having to manipulate another one to move around that. Like, you've just thrown another one. They've, like, mm. two of them have just walked past each other. Yeah. Like, how many of these things are there here? Like, it kind of... I don't know if that was just a a, 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 a redux thing, but there just seemed to be loads of the damn things. Like, it just I, broke it for me. It's been a long time since I've played 2033. I don't remember there being that many. Probably half a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're at most time you're only dealing with one at a time, occasionally two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a long, but it's been a long time since I played that. But I mean, I'm saying I know I'm gonna. Oh, there could be one pop out here, but I, I know that sort of that's all the hard that's all horror gets me. What doesn't get to me is the sort of super gruesome horror. You know, it's yeah. like oh, lots of things, uh, lots of little these little grippy things running at you. Ah, like See, that the... that kind of stuff annoys me too, though. Like gruesome for yeah. the sake of. Yeah, what I call Doom style horror. Hmm. That doesn't bother me at all. It never has. Even TV series, I find a lot of zombie TV film. When I watch them, I don't find them creepy or horrifying. I find them more amusing than anything else. It doesn't bother me. Sure. Um. This, but that sort of. If you, this or you are defenseless, you have to sneak past this thing, um, and get out of its way. That stuff that does 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 sort of just trigger something in me. Sure. Having said that, I would say I get more. I get more stressed out by. I got more stressed out by alien isolation with the alien. I got more stressed out with that alien hole, and I got more stressed out with. Same as whole than I did with these ones. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the big issue was. I think it's almost like because when you're there close by and you're getting cornered and your screens are shaking about, you think there's nothing you can do. At that point, you, there's no sort of there's no sort of out. So he's like, "Oh well, fuck it then." Yeah, it breaks it for you. It's the same yeah. thing I'm having with the with the librarians. I'm like, well, I can't seem to get around them. I'm gonna have to. They're gonna get in my face eventually. Oh well. 
Or like once you see one swipe through a wall, it's like, well, I'm not bothered about it now because I know that if I stay away from the holes in the wall, they ain't going to get me. Yeah. You know, you know it's, that, it's that thing we saw, uh, we, we mentioned about some of the other psych horror games you played in the past. Once something gets you, yeah, you don't it's not care anymore. anymore. And yeah. that was, that's, that's been my kind of beef with psych horrors before. It's like, if I get caught within the first 10 minutes, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen the worst caught, it can do. The fear of being caught is more powerful than the fear of, than actually being caught. Yeah. Um, interesting. I feel I got caught. Oh, there's one bit where it's scripted you get caught. But I think I only got caught in this game sort of like normally once mm-hmm. in the whole game. So it's not they're not particularly hard to avoid um, enemies. They sort of put... And, they sort of they, they sort of um, pushed on a bit. I said Soma did it so much better. I think because the enemies were just a bit more unique each level, and there were less of them. They didn't like throw lots at them, and they just did better overall. I mean, this I I enjoyed the game, but it just wasn't. It just I mean, it almost felt like a almost like a step back in a way. I thought so much of what they could do. When get more freedom, it's like they've almost all been like tied down with the sore plot of the previous one, the mechanics of the previous one. They've sort of tied themselves into it a bit, and they've typecast. Yeah, they've treated it a bit. Bash fact that because it, it's not, it it doesn't look bad, but it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like super pretty game. Um, it doesn't look like a game that came. It doesn't look like a twenty twenty game. Sure, if you feel me, it's it's not. I actually think Soma looks prettier, oh. um, which came out. Which yeah, I think Soma looked better than this one does. This this looks sort of. I wouldn't say it looks much better than Dark Descent, really, in many ways. Slightly better, more fine graphics, but this doesn't. I I I mean, it could be I've got a bit of rose. It could be a, a bit of more rose into goggles on from Soma. Obviously, the other thing I think the one with Soma had was that it was a very unique place you were in. Right, you know, you have bomb. You know, it's all this base at the bottom of the ocean. You're going out on the ocean floor, whereas this, you spend a lot of it in a desert, and underground caves, and a, and a car, and like a fortress, um, and then there's the angel entry. So it's not the angel entry is interesting. Being that doesn't feel quite so spectacular. So it's, it's interesting. It's not. It's. I said I enjoyed it, but it didn't quite didn't quite work for me as well as some of their previous ones. I'm noticing um, that there's a lot of games you're playing of late where they're missing that spark. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, they're, they're sort of like missing that sort of X factor. Um, Plus, she's got, she's got more discerning as time's gone on. I mean, I'm still enjoying them. Um, Do you think it's because you've already this. you've seen all of this stuff done before? Like Maybe. I said, the, the Tomb Raider thing, like because it's so predictable now. Like, it might not have been as predictable back in 2013, 2016, so it might have had that wow factor then, but because because so many other games have done the same thing, it's mm. lost that magic. Yeah. I think a lot of it is because you spend a lot... I think the other thing is that there are a lot of things to compare... Well, there's a lot of things to compare between this and... It doesn't feel so personable the people you encounter don't feel so personal because you are you spend the majority of the game by yourself apart from your baby which you do talk to occasionally and also it can't really talk back and there are flashback mm. bits where you sort of have re-record bits whereas in soma you had a character who came along with you 
who wasn't there all the time, but was there frequently enough. And you and her, there was a lot of banter between you and her. And yeah. you talked to her and um, she would occasionally wind you up and you'd wind her up. And um, there's a lot of sort of humor between the two of you. And that sort of made you feel like real people. Yeah. Whereas this one, there's there's like you talk to other people about f- four times, as in in the current game, you do it a lot in, in flashbacks. But it's all currently there's like two radio, there's like I think two maybe three radio conversations, and then you meet them in person once. And that's about it. Sure. So it's it's sort of you don't feel quite that much of a per, of a person, um, in it. But. I, I said overall, I did enjoy it. Um, I have recorded it as a Let's Play. The first Let's Play, of course, is 2018. I was going to say, the last one you did was a long time ago. Yeah, so I've recorded, it's fully recorded. I'm now in the process of um, editing, just doing some minor editing. Luckily, what I love about Let's Plays is you don't do a lot of editing to them. So, <laughs> um, um, so do my editing, then I'll start uploading those. So you'll be able to watch me through and get sort of annoyed <laughs> as I play through it. Um, but it's, it's, it's decent, a decent length of game. It took about sort of, I'd say, about eight and a half hours to get through. It's pretty solid. Yeah, and that's about actually as long as I want these sort of games to go. For as much as I enjoy these sort of horror games, these sort of um, games, I enjoy them afterwards, if that makes sense. Whilst uh, I'm doing them, I, I, I find it stressful and nerve-wracking while I'm doing them. But then as soon as I've done it, I was like, oh, I really enjoyed that. But while I'm doing it, I really hate it. <laughs> Almost like the relief of getting it done is the thing that you... Yeah, the I'm going through a, yeah, going through the section and so forth. There's like a bit, there's a bit where like, okay, I'm, there's this, there's this beastie I'm looking for. I, I, he saw caught me. He saw a new monster I hadn't seen before. Um, comes very late in the game. Um, it almost caught me. I to escape and run away from it and get and feel like, well, I've got to go back in there. But I really don't want to go back in there. But I've got to go back in there, and, or I'll go in there. And the whole time I was going there, sort of sneaking around, avoiding it, and getting in and out, and so forth. But as soon as that was sort, of, I, was, I was hasty. But as soon as I was like, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that." Sycophant to me, I think, was what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, but yeah. So look for look out for that on the channel. Are you going to be doing more Let's Plays in the future? I would like to actually. I I do actually. I doing this. I actually realise actually how much I enjoyed doing them. How sort of relaxing I actually found doing them and so forth. Um, so yeah, I think I will start picking them up again, doing them again. Um, if I can sort of like, I like sort of doing them in one hit. That's what like, I used to do. Yeah, try and play the game through in like two or three sessions, and then it's done. So I wouldn't like to. Do a, I probably wouldn't really keen to do a let's play on a really big open world game. Um, generally, the ones I've done on open world games are ones I've played through before, so I know where to go. Yeah. So you don't spend the whole episode me wandering around lost completely. So I I don't but um but yeah games like this which is like sort of a storyline that can down in about ten hours yeah I'll just tend to plow through them in like two or three sessions play through the whole thing and then I can just record it very straightforward and easy and chop and change it top and tail it neaten up put edit out a few pauses here and then upload it. So yeah I think I will I think I will I will do I, I would like to do some more. Um. So yeah, that's amnesia rebirth. Thumbs Fantastic. up. Fantastic. <laughs> so anything else from you guys? 
No, mate, that's that is uh, that is the everything. Um, I'm looking to jump into some more VR stuff over the next couple of weeks. Cool. Should throw out there that Zenith the MMO is now uh, top three. I think it's past Valheim now in my time played on Steam. Bloody hell. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a yeah, game I actually enjoy is now past a game that by the end of it I absolutely despise. We are coming to nearly a year since we started playing Valheim, you know? No, we are not going back into what I've been told they've added in new biomes and stuff. No. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> if no. we are, you guys are doing the work. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I can handle more Valheim. Let me just have a look. See when we started playing Valheim. We. I mean, the thing is, play... I recommended that game. I just didn't did. think I. I just didn't think I'd be doing all that grinding. It was too grindy. Um, we started playing Valheim. Our, well, our first games night is dated. Uh, why is it got details? Thirteenth of April. Damn. So yep. Yeah, so it's nearly oh, about a month away that we started playing Valheim. This time last year we were playing Green Hell. Good old Green Hell. I want to play that in VR. I really want to play that in VR. We can play it in VR. Yeah, we started, well, we started with, um, uh, I think, Zaber in Green, because we played for a little while without him, didn't we? Uh, we yeah, start... I think we did a stream or two, didn't we? Yeah, 2nd of, Mar- uh, 2nd of March last year, we started playing Green Hell with Zaber. So, Poor soul. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll discuss Vermintide 2 on our next podcast. And then we'll decide what we're going to do after that. Assuming that we actually managed to finish it. <laughs> Somehow, I imagine we won't. <laughs> Somehow, that last boss will take us eight, 800 attempts. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. Well, in that case, uh, thank you very much for watching. Um, you can pick us up again on our next podcast on the 26th of March, 2022, at half past nine GMT. You can join us for our live streams. Um, our Twitch channels this Tuesday, 15th of March, approximately 8.30 GMT. You can see me on twitch.tv slash Suffolkram. And I'm twitch.tv forward slash Skazius, S-K-4-Z-Z-I-0-U-S. Yep, you can check up our webpage, randos.co.uk. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel here on randos.com. If you're on uh, randos.com, youtube.com slash randos. Dude, come on. Uh, Facebook, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter page. Um, you used to see us our podcast on Anchor as well. So thank you very much, everybody, and we'll look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. See you later, guys. See you later. <laughs>